Welcome to a podcast with Rob Quartermain to celebrate International Men's Day, brought to you by the Sainsbury's Inspire Network. Rob is Head of Marketing and Brand Communications for Argos within the Marketing Division. I chose to nominate Rob because of his strength around sharing his experience of losing his first child, Star, and I feel very grateful for the bravery he has shown in sharing this story with me again. So the first question from me, as these podcasts are for International Men's Day, can you pinpoint an inspirational man in your life that's inspired you? Really obvious answer, and it would be my dad. Yeah, which is a, yeah, I feel somewhat fortunate to be able to say that, I suppose. So first and foremost, he's probably the most self-aware I know and he's he's got a lot of he's got a lot of strengths got a lot of weaknesses he kind of owns those weaknesses and he's very humble and he has forged an incredibly successful career had a really difficult family life very difficult background and in those circumstances has ascended to extremely senior position at, a, at Shell, uh, so the oil company Shell. And I think his, his, obviously his work ethic, his drive, his determination to maximise his talents. Yeah, he would he would be quite self-aware to say he wasn't the most academic person. But um, uh, yeah, I feel very lucky to, to have had him as somebody I guess to look up to. Yeah, that's really lovely. And you know, you said it's something really obvious. It's not someone that somebody said so far. Okay. Yeah, so that's, that is really lovely. As a man, have you had any particular personal or professional challenges that you've come across um, throughout your career and if so how have you managed to deal with those or are dealing with those so you know I spent probably my first eight nine years my career working hard being able to really dedicate myself to work but in in personal terms having a fairly straightforward existence I thought I was fortunate enough to marry my wife back in 2012 we we met at university and kind of parallel to my career I guess kind of put those put those building blocks in place you know rented a house rented a flat then bought a house etc and and some of the things you would just expect and was able to travel and stuff and do all those lovely things which very fortunate to do pre-covid and then we started we decided to start a family try and start a family um and we were again very fortunate we got pregnant very quickly mm-hmm. and for 29 weeks my wife had pretty textbook pregnancy we had no calls for any concerns and then on 30th of December so going into going into New Year's Eve 2016 my wife went to bed we were actually at my at my parents house um, and seeing family feeling a little bit unwell she thought she might have eaten something funny and about an hour or two later I went up to see her and she was in quite a bad way and we had to phone an ambulance and long story short we um, we were in hospital in the early hours of New Year's Eve on on uh, on that day and as you would imagine one of the first things they wanted to do is check on the baby and unfortunately there was no heartbeat and um, we'd lost we didn't know at the time but we lost our little girl yeah so so basically we'd lost uh, star we called her star okay, so I'll come on to that we lost her because my wife had had a placental abruption um, basically means the placenta's come away that is the source of baby's life so if that if if, if it erupts essentially it, it starves the baby of oxygen what we didn't what we didn't appreciate was that she would have to immediately go into labor so um, to, to give birth and our little girl arrived about seven hours later in the most obviously horrible of circumstances and you know what what Laura my wife had to go through to go through that labor is pretty unimaginable and so yeah I think there was a lot of emo- a lot of emotions as I reflect back we you know probably like a lot of 
uh, dads to be you don't have that physical almost hormonal connection during the pregnancy that arrives generally when the baby is born and you know it's a, it's a, perhaps sounds a little bit of a cliche but you know meeting and then holding my little girl was basically like falling in love and and having your heart broken at the same time it you know it, uh, uh, the strength of emotion i've never felt ever and we've subsequently gone on to have two little boys and but I, st- I still stand by that statement so yeah i suppose dealing with that eventually returning to work returned to work in in a couple of weeks i had a couple of weeks leave and then navigating particularly that year was definitely the biggest challenge personal challenge i've had and 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 i've said obviously that, that kind of fed its way through to work as well thank you so much for sharing that that obviously such a horrible thing for you and your wife to have to go through to only have two weeks paternity leave as well i don't know how did you find that just ha- was two weeks enough for you or yeah so it's interesting i mean i so first and foremost i mean i can't even remember how we put it through the system we probably just didn't put him through the system i had a very fortunate mm. manager yeah very mm. fortunate to have a very supportive manager very supportive team and they basically said don't worry about work you know come back yeah. when you're ready now I think on reflection I thrust myself back into work too quickly mm-hmm. I, I always remember there was a particular day late in the January we were organizing or I was organizing Star's funeral and I, I kind of stepped out onto the balcony in Avery to take a call with the funeral directors and basically conducted this call like it was a work call because it was all about kind of logistics and timings and money and you know, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. And it did. And it just dawned on me afterwards. I thought, God, I'm having a phone call about my daughter's funeral. Like, this is just the most surreal, just obviously horrible thing to be doing. But but I was applying and, th- and throwing myself into it, but applying some of my kind of, I guess, skills, my kind of characteristics from work. So I, I think I did have a bit of a delayed, I don't know, digesting of what we've been. And just one other thing probably on that. I, I, I remember I, I, I emailed my team to tell them what had happened and part of it was because I wanted to almost safeguard against having to answer questions coming back into the office mm-hmm. I almost wanted to go well there's the information and obviously they, they were incredibly supportive but I wanted almost work to be a bit of a sanctuary um, from you know from what we were enduring at home yeah and I think that is a common thing work, using work as escapism I just wanted to ask does what happened affect your work life now or your personal life now and has it changed those dynamics yeah 100 percent. i mean look, and i think one of the both at both levels personally and professionally so kind of going back to your point i i came to realize as that year unfolded that i couldn't just run back to work and almost pretend that nothing had happened you know when you go through what we went through bar changed it took me a good six to nine months to really almost come to terms with that that we mm-hmm. couldn't just go back to living the life that we had that we had had before we lost our little girl and we went to support groups my wife encouraged me to attend those and then eventually it took me about nine months but we found a local charity a pregnancy loss charity alternative who were based in Watford who uh, I went to see this incredible woman there called Angela and every couple of weeks I just left work early on a Wednesday didn't make a huge thing of it my boss knew but that was it and talked and it's such again another cliche but it's it's so true in my view the importance of talking is just enormous so I think going through that and then kind of like fast forwarding forward over the next few years coming up to where we are now yeah I would like to think it's made me more empathetic person certainly we have two little boys now you know I'm I mean I'm a flawed I'm still a flawed person and have all my I get frustrated with them particularly my two and a half year old because he's at that age where he's quite challenging terrible tease um, yeah but (laughs) 
you know we definitely we're different parents because of having our having had our little girl because we appreciate them enormously we feel incredibly fortunate to have them and I'd always previously compartmentalized work and personal now we've all had this experience this year where I think they've they've come together very literally through through working from home but even prior to that I'd taken the decision particularly led a couple of different teams over the last few years to be pretty open with the team about you know my wife and I's situation um, when when Harvey, my eldest uh, boy at home, was being born, I, I actually I felt like I had to tell the team we'd had we'd had a little girl prior because we were, I was always going to get the question otherwise. Oh, is this your first? You know, you're looking forward yeah. to finally having a baby, and that's a very complicated it's a very complicated question for me and my wife to answer. So, so yeah, it's definitely made me more open. Yeah, and I think that's something that really struck me about you until I saw you be so open on LinkedIn. Could never have realised that that's something you'd been through. You just don't know what's going on in people's lives, and that kind of surface level, how people present themselves, can of- often be, you know, often not be necessarily a fully reflective or accurate view of how they're actually feeling. Yeah, completely understand. One of thing I just wanted to quickly touch yeah. on just because I was thinking about kind of what I've what I've learned through the I guess the last four years and one of the things it's interesting in a career context one of the things you work on and harness a lot is passion and being positive and being strong and resolute and having resilience they're all incredible traits it's interesting your strengths can often be your biggest weakness and one of the things I definitely discovered over that particularly in that first year after we lost star was that that over overplaying of, of your strengths can actually be a real real challenge in and of itself so I was constantly finding silver linings in situations it could be worse you know look at those people that have it even worse than us and you know sometimes it's okay just to acknowledge if a situation is shit yeah. Sometimes it's just okay to acknowledge that the world is a little bit random and it's Mm. out of your control. And and again, that in and of itself was just a huge learning for me. Yeah, I completely agree. There will always be in any situation people that are worse off than you, but that doesn't downplay your situation and mean that that's any less valid because you can experience crappy times and you can embrace that and feel that. There's no weakness in that. And yeah, that, that is a really good point that you have to find the right balance between trying to stay positive and also just letting yourself feel what you're going through and what your wife was going through as well. But yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Emily, and thank you for reaching out.